Welcome to episode 24 of the Padres podcast, a weekly message of hope and encouragement for those deployed on Opcabrit and for their families and friends supporting from home. This is Padre Matt Dietz, the chaplain to the British troops serving in Estonia and Poland. And whether you're listening or back at home, you are welcome as part of our podcast community. So, if you're familiar with the Padres podcast, you'll know that the theme of each episode revolves around a question. And with it being Valentine's weekend, I thought I'd take the plunge and ask a very personal question. Are you a good lover? Are you a good lover? Now, of course, if you're anything like 99% of the adult population, you'll have immediately thought of that question asking you about the intimate details of your sex life. And whilst absolutely God and the Bible has got lots to say about intimate sexual love, you might be surprised to learn that sex is not the only context in which the word lover appears in the Bible. And to cap it all, not all the mentions of lover in the Bible, both Old Testament and New Testament, are described as good. So of course, the answer to my question for this week's pod, this Valentine's weekend, is really this. Padre, it really depends on which sort of lover you mean before I can tell you whether or not I'm a good one. Let me explain. I started preparing for this week's podcast by typing the word lover into the search bar on my Bible app to see what came up. Lo and behold, up came over a hundred different verses, both Old Testament and New Testament, where the Hebrew and Greek words are translated into English as lover. So what is a lover? How should we define this most personal of words? Well, lover is, at its most simple, just a noun, meaning one who greatly desires someone or something. Right at the heart of the Bible, in the Old Testament, there's a whole book, the Song of Songs, which is dedicated to the intimacy of love between a lover and her beloved, the subject of her love. And it's pretty rich and poetic stuff. Let me kiss him with the kisses of his mouth, the lover says, for your love is more delightful than wine. How beautiful you are, my darling, her beloved replies. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. It's the stuff of Valentine's cards for sure. And clearly, God wholeheartedly approves of the intimate love which exists in the right context between a lover and a beloved. How handsome you are, my beloved, and so pleasant, she continues. Indeed, our bed is luxuriant. There is a natural beauty in the joy of sexual love and, after all, that's how we all came into the world, as a result of the union of two lovers, our mum and our dad. It's how the world works, after all. But there's something more to this wonderful ancient Hebrew love poetry contained in the Song of Songs. The love between a lover and her beloved is also a foretaste of the love which will exist at the end of the days between the bridegroom, as Christ himself is described, and his bride. Song of Songs is a metaphor for perfection in the relationship between God and his people, and that is good. Well, if that's the good use of the word lover in the Bible, then it's only fair and balanced if I mention the less than good examples. In Greek, the language of the New Testament, there are many words translated as lover, 
but almost always with the added word of, but all conjoined in the one Greek word. So, for example, philautos is a lover of oneself. And Paul's letter to the young leader Timothy about philautoi, men who are pre preoccupied with their own selfish desires and self-interests. That's not a good lover to be. Paul goes on, this time using the word philaguros, a lover of money. He warns Timothy in the very next verse to avoid men who are literally in love with personal gain. That too is not a good lover to be either. So we're beginning to get the picture. What does it take to be a good lover? Well, clearly, as we lean into this Valentine's weekend, we must pay more attention to the needs and the interests of the other than the more selfish interests of ourselves. After this week's reading, I'm going to offer three simple suggestions as to what does it take to be a good lover. But first, a Bible reading, and by popular request, a return appearance from Corporal Nams Nambula, reading once again the Bible's famous passage on love, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 13. Bible reading is taken from the New Testament letter to the Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and reading from verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men, all of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I responded like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, big thanks to Nams and the sensitivity with which he read that passage from 1 Corinthians 13 again for us this week. So what are the takeaways to challenge us to be good lovers this Valentine's weekend? Takeaway number one is this. Whilst we often think of the word lover in a sexual sense, it's so much broader. There are seven words for love in the Bible, as I've said before, and only one of them describes sexual love. To be a good lover, we need to practice love in the wider sense than just eros love. Love is patient. Love is kind, said St. Paul. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. 
It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Now, we can and should, of course, apply that love to the one we call our lover and our beloved, but it equally applies in the wider sense, agape love, unconditional love for those around us. Takeaway number two. I asked a few friends this week, what does it take to be a good lover? And it sparked some great conversations. One response I thought really nailed it. To be a good lover takes commitment, communication and compromise, they said. So I offer you that verbatim and I wholeheartedly agree. Finally, takeaway number three. I've mentioned many times how much God loves each one of us, but perhaps the starting point of being a good lover of others is to think what it means to be a lover of God. Philotheia is the word, and it cuts to the heart of what it means to be in right relationship with our Creator. So I'll end this week with one of my favourite verses of the whole Bible, Romans 8, verse 28, which I find so encouraging, so full of hope. And on this Valentine's weekend, separated as we are from those whom we love the most, may it be an encouragement to you also. Romans 8 verse 28 says this, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Amen. And so we come to our time of prayer asking God's protection over our forces deployed and our families and friends left behind. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you watch over us when we are awake and when we are asleep. You guide our ways and direct our paths. You strengthen us to serve you as we strive for peace. And you lift us up when we fail and when we fall down. We ask for your protection over us, members of the Enhanced Forward Presence Battle Group deployed, and the safekeeping of those loved ones we have left behind. In whatever circumstances we find ourselves and whatever befalls our nearest and dearest back at home, help each one of us to put our trust in you and to receive your love for us day by day. Lord, in your mercy, hear, hear our, our prayer. prayer. And now for the Enhanced Forward Presence Battle Group prayer. Almighty Father, though we are many, make us one in you so that wherever you call us to be, we will have the courage, the strength, and the determination to do our duty in unity and in friendship. We ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Amen. And now for the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So there we are, the Padres podcast for this 24th week on Opcabrit, asking the question, are you a good lover? My thanks once again to Nams for his Bible reading and his prayers. For those of you listening in back at home, I do hope through all the great forms of communication we have at our disposal out here on Opcabrit, you will be reminded this Valentine's weekend just how much we love you and value all you are to us serving out here in Estonia and Poland. Of course, we would rather be with you, but needs must, and our duty this weekend is to be out here as part of the enhanced forward presence in the Baltics. Time is passing quickly, however, and before we know it, we will be home. And what a joy it will be to see you in person and to be reunited once again. So, until next week, this is Padre Matt saying, keep safe and keep smiling. Keep loving us and we will keep loving you. And the days will pass until we are together once more. Remember, love is patient. Love is kind. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Have a loving, albeit different, Valentine's weekend. And see you next week.